0: welcome to the church of philadelphia podcast get ready for this message to ignite your faith as the power and love of god is shared through his word we are in our current sermon series which is called alter egos and that is a play on words because usually alter egos is spelled with an e at the close to the end or that A is instead of <laughs> that A R, which is talking about the altar of God in Jesus' name, and our base scripture is Judges six and twenty-four. In Jesus' name, um, and the title today is Old versus New, alter ego, old versus new. Amen hallelujah our base scripture is judges 6 and 24. then gideon built an altar there unto the lord and called it jehovah shalom unto this day it is yet in ophrah of the abezerites amen (laughs) hallelujah i'm gonna ask if you could please stand to honor the reading of god's word in jesus name these are our scriptures for today it is ephesians 4 22 through 24 it says that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to this deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which after god is created in righteousness and true holiness hallelujah So where we're getting our old versus new Amen. <laughs> Coming from, in Jesus' name, uh, I do want to take the time out to honor God for who he is, honor Jesus Christ, honor the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name, to honor our apostle, Apostle Clavin Leonard, to honor Pastor Lincoln and Prophetess Risha in Jesus' name and their beautiful daughters, also to honor my husbands. And my sons whom I love (laughs) in Jesus name and also the people of God all of the people of God all of the elders ministers leaders and the people of God lay people everybody in their respective places (laughs) in Jesus name amen we're getting ready to get into this hallelujah so we have been going over alter egos we've been talking about the definition of alter ego and that is a second self or a different version of one's self hidden inside of one's own self and hid inside of one's own self which refers to evil or demonic spirits in jesus name altered the definition for altered is different in some made different in some way to remove the sex organs of, or to desexualize. So to be changed, to be made different in some way. Also, I'm going to talk about the definition of altar, amen. And that is places where the divine and human worlds interact, places of exchange, place of communication and influence, hallelujah. And so um, in true fashion, in true teacher fashion, because that is who I am, that is what I am. I do have a few other scriptures before we get to our main scriptures of today. (laughs) But I am going to start at 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are become new and something that you know because pastor ivan and pastor lincoln have been doing a phenomenal job these past two sundays where they have been dealing with altered and of a couple of weeks ago one of the things that pastor ivan did say um is that the cross is an altar it is a place where the divine and human worlds interacted It is a place, it was a place of sacrifice. It's a place where Christ made the sacrifice for us in order to be redeemed to the Father. And so the cross is an altar, and this is a place where redemption of mankind began. Amen. And so it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ. So if we are in Christ, that means we are resting in him. We give ourselves wholly to him. We are in him. There's not a struggle. It's not a wrestling. <laughs> it shouldn't be a wrestling, right? We we, if we are in Christ. It means we have we are resting in him and we have given our whole self, given ourself wholly to him. OK, so if therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And this is sometimes why uh, we see those that are claiming to be Christians that are not in him are having that struggle, right? They're having that struggle of letting the old things go, letting the old man go, letting the old way go, and they have sometimes not made the distinction that there needs that there's they need to be in him. Right? Cuz it's one thing to receive what he did, but then there's one thing to allow him to govern your life. There's another thing to be in him. <laughs> in him. In a, in a consistent, in a constant manner. And so to receive him, to receive the work that he did is, like I said, is one thing. But then to let him be who and what governs your day, let the word of God, because we know Christ is the word of God, so let the word of God be what governs your thought processes, be what governs how you interact with others. That's being in Christ, right? And so we find sometimes that Sometimes our brothers and sisters, not all of our brothers and sisters are consistently in him. And I'm not saying that like I have arrived and that I'm just always (laughs) in Christ. Like I, I, it's something that, you know, I aspire to that I strive to be and strive to do, but it's a, it's a process. It's a work, right? It's a work to be able to walk with him and be in him. And so, um, it says, old things are passed away. If any man be in crisis, a new creature, old things are passed away. That means that the old way that we lived, the old way that we thought, the old way that we talked, the old way that we interacted with other people, the way that we even, the old way we interacted with ourselves, that is passed away it's dead it should be gone it should know we should no longer have access to that person we should no longer have access to those things because it means if you think about something being passed away or someone being passed away they are gone there is no more access and so we should no longer have access and we shouldn't be reaching back (laughs) we shouldn't be reaching back for access to that old person that old man the old things it says behold all things are become new we are so we are new creatures we are new creatures in christ we have that access to the new now right because we know that when well some of us may not know but when we leave this body and leave this earth we go to have and we have a new body right we have a new body And so, but we have access to the new, the the regenerated us now, because we have been regenerated and been given power over sin that was once active in and over our lives. So we have access to the new now. We don't have to wait to be new in the way that we think now. We have access to that right now because of what Christ did for us. And so... That's something that we have to be cognizant of and mindful of. We cannot, for the convenience of a situation, because there is, there's a there's a struggle, right? There's a contention. <laughs> there's a contention between old and new um, that takes me to my next place. <laughs> it takes me to the next place. Passage of scripture that we're going to, which is Galatians five, sixteen and seventeen. Okay? It says this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lo- for the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. So when we think about that word walk, we go back to verse 16, it says, this I say then walk in the spirit. To walk means to tread all around. So you think about how our our main mode of transportation as people is to tread all around, right? Or figuratively to live. So we are to live in the spirit, to live in it, which is also, in correlation to being in Christ, we are, there's an indwelling that is supposed to be taking place in our lives that we are now in Christ. And now we are walking and living in the spirit that you should, that you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. Cause the flesh we know is all that the old, the compromise of what the old, it represents the old man. The flesh represents the old man. And so, there's a lot of desires <laughs> there's a lot of desires that the flesh has there's a lot of desires that the old man just has right and before we got became and became Christians, before we got saved we were very much in tune with those desires with those wants and we would fulfill them that is just the way that it worked that is just the way that we did things like if we were hungry we ate if we wanted to smoke, we smoked. If we wanted to drink, we drank. If we <laughs> wanted to, you know, whatever we wanted to do, whatever I wanted to do, that's what I did. You know, if I wanted to, you know, sleep with someone, that's what I did, that's what we did. We, we, we fulfilled the things that we wanted to do. And so now being on this side of things, now being saved, now having encountered Christ at the altar of the cross right there's a change (laughs) there is a change that has taken place it is called i call it the divine exchange (laughs) the divine exchange we took on the life of christ and he took on death in our place that we may be alive in in christ we may that we may be alive in God, and we may be, may our relationship with Him may be regenerated and restored, and we may be redeemed, right? And so, there is a contention. <laughs> and the verse seventeen says, "The flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh." The and these are contrary the one to the other. So I'm going to go back back a little bit. It says you should not fulfill the lust of the flesh. fulfill means to complete, to execute. We are not supposed to execute and complete the desires of the flesh. (laughs) Set the heart upon to long for. There's a longing to fulfill the lust thereof. So our heart is set upon. There's certain things that our heart used to be set upon. And that's just doing what we want it to do. That's because we didn't have any a different understanding of how to live life. We didn't have a different understanding of, you know, if I wanted something, I just got it. And that's what we That's what what, what it was. Right. Um, so receiving Christ, coming into the knowledge of who we are in him, there is a will that God has for us. And that is expressed. And we're able to have access to that as we walk in the spirit, as we live in. In the spirit, so when we're living in the spirit, right, we are not supposed to be trying to complete or execute (laughs) the desires of the flesh, of the old man, of the things that we used to do. And so, therein comes the contention in verse 17 it says, For the lust, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other contrary means to lie opposite to be an adversary to oppose they oppose one another this is going on (laughs) constantly right even though we have been made these new creatures the old man is not just going he doesn't want to just take he's not going to just take it lying down (laughs) right (laughs) like this is something that we are constantly in the process of fighting against, right? There's an expression on the works that the flesh has, right? I'm trying to, I'm not going, I've told myself, I'm not going to spend a lot of time (laughs) here, right? I'm going to um, Galatians 5, 19 through 23 next now right i'm not going to spend a lot of time here like i said but i do want to talk about the works of the flesh like this is what the flesh is into (laughs) when it because it doesn't have any limits like we like to think that there's limits to what we would and would not do left to ourselves but it's just not true it's just not true like we like to feel like we have these certain things well i would never do this or i would never do that but if you're fully wholly given over to your flesh in the different situations and circumstances, it would most definitely express itself the way that it wanted to, right? So in verse 19, it's talking about, it it starts talking about these works, right? What the flesh does, how the flesh is, what it's like. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, (laughs) envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Oh, it's a lot of stuff, right? (laughs) Not limited to. (laughs) There's other things, right? There's things, and there's so many branches and avenues that these particular workings bring about. So many negative, un, not good doors that the flesh opens. Like adultery in and of itself can lead to so many other things, like fornication in and of itself. Envy, murder, all these things can lead to so many other things, and they invite these spirits that are associated with these things into our lives, and so these are the things that we were used to operating in. Even it was all of them, some of them, we were partakers of these things, right? And the this is what the fruit of the spirit, which is in verses twenty-two and twenty-three, this is what our life should look like as the new man, right? These are the new man ways. Those were the old man ways. Works of the flesh were the old man ways. Work The new man ways are, but the fruit of the spirit is love. Love. <laughs> it combats and fights against adultery and fornication and lust. Like truly loving someone, loving someone like God loves them. It dispels those things, right? Joy. Joy dispels envy and <laughs> all of those type variants and those types of things. Like, you have to think about how extensive the list for works of the flesh are. It's kind of long, right? But there's not that much pressure. <laughs> not that much pressure with the fruits of the spirit because it's that, the list is not that long. And But the work, the work behind that is allowing these things to be grown in us right because fruit grows fruit has to grow in order to, for it to be to mature in order for it to be able to be to be the produce and produce and the, be what it needs to be right so the work of that is being in the spirit in order for this to be what you our lives look like love joy peace people talk about we hear that so much right protected my peace protect your peace peace the one way to truly have peace is to have and to walk in live in the spirit true peace not that false stuff like people leaving you alone and nobody bothering you and nobody talking to you but if there's purpose in you right if there's the will of God that you're supposed to be doing then you isolating yourself is not really peace You isolating yourself and shutting people out and doing all of these things to try to, quote unquote, protect your peace is not not real, right? It's not real peace. Peace comes from a relationship with God where things, there may be so much turmoil and things transpiring in your life, but you still have peace. (laughs) That is a spirit thing. That is a fruit of the spirit thing. Long suffering, the least one of the least favorites of the of the fruits, right? We want to try to skip over this sometimes. We want to try to wiggle out and get away from this particular fruit, but it is necessary. There's some waiting that we have to do, right? Some suffering long, some you know, enduring that comes with this life and with this walk. And I don't know about you, but I was not a very patient person. before receiving christ i was not patient at all like the thought of having to wait for something or someone angered me (laughs) very deeply so the fact that i can see some long suffering i know that god is real right and the fruit of the spirit is at work in my life because i am not only am i an educator right I'm a special educator special education teacher and that requires and takes a lot of patience so that is a God thing in my life that's for sure I can see that fruit of that <laughs> in my life and there's gentleness being gentle right not being brash not being like a bull in a china shop they say like not tearing up people's lives tearing up other people's lives like being able to speak the truth and love being gentle yes goodness Faith, fruit of the spirit, meekness, temperance, that ability to be able to have discipline and the control over one's self, right? Strength under control, which is that meekness and that temperance, being able to have self-control. Is that against such there is no law. Like there, you can do as much of these things as you like. <laughs> you can love as much as you like. You can have joy and peace and long suffering as much as you like you can be gentle as much as you like goodness you can be good as much as you like having faith meekness and temperance as there's no law against it this you can do as much of this as you can that is the evidence that of the newness in us so i want if you if we're having trouble with these things right if you're having trouble with getting some fruit to grow in your life you may have to you know, take a look and see if you are walking, living in the spirit, if you're letting that new, the newness, being that new creature in Christ, right? Being that new, being alive to the the spirit and being dead (laughs) to the flesh and the works thereof. This is what our lives should look like. And this is what we see, right? The contention that we see because sometimes in the midst of a situation i can't always say that i want to show love to someone <laughs> and those are the things that we we deal with those are the things that that's that old versus new that we see because it takes being and it takes being processed it is even though we have become that new creature like one of the things that you know pastor had was talking about and saying is that you know that there's an instant Change in the heart sometimes when we when we receive Christ, but the the soul, it's got to be processed. (laughs) The soul has got to be processed, and so what our what does our soul consist of? Our soul. I'm trying to get too ahead of myself, y'all. It's very exciting to me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and go over to Galatians four. I'm sorry, it's Ephesians. Ephesians 4, 22 and 20, through 24. It says that you put off the, con- the converse, I'm sorry, that you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts. Right? So, we have to put off. And that word put off means is together, just defined together to put away, to cast off, to lay apart, to take it off, to, to cast it away, cast it off of yourself. You know how when you, if something happens, like if you are just to think about like something, like if you get something on your clothes or if you somebody like soil, you get soiled in some way, like you're the fast, how fast, how quickly you're trying to take those clothes off. That's how we should take off the old man it says put off concerning the former conversation and that word conversation means behavior so you're putting off the behavior of the old man we talked about the behavior a little bit ago the works of the flesh the behavior of the old man and that's not just the outward behavior god doesn't just want us to look changed he wants to deal with the inside he wants to change the inward behavior and the one who experiences our inward behavior outside of us is god god is he knows what's going on on the inside of us <laughs> he's exposed to that thought processes those words that we're not saying that but that we're thinking the the Vain imagination conversations that we have with people we become upset with them and we're telling them off. We're saying these things to them that we wanted to say. Nobody else hears that, but God, but God wants to deal with that too. He wants a true change from the inside out, right? He doesn't want us to just look like we're new or act like it's an act, like it's a pretending, but he, it's, it's, we wants it to be real. He wants the new to be real. And so we have to, in order to do that, it takes, first of all, I need to say that it takes a relationship. (laughs) It takes a relationship with the word, a relationship with the father, a relationship with the Holy Spirit in order to be able to do any of this, right? Because we're not trying to, in in and of our old man selves, we're not trying to take any of that stuff off. So we feel like we're gonna need it. <laughs> when some things we are okay with taking off and putting off and some things we feel like we might need, so we just keep it close. No, 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 no. We are not going to need it. The, the We have to get to the point where we understand that we don't need it. You don't need it, I don't need it. We don't need anything that the old man offers. We don't need anything that the old man had. <laughs> we have to let those things pass away to die to be done to be gone right to putting off those things which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts it's the 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 desires that the old man has is very deceitful and it's very it's very con and cunning it's very cunning and cunning. It has a way of trying to fulfill itself. So that's why we have to be very mindful <laughs> of ourselves, right? We have to be able to really truly discern ourselves because like I was saying a little bit ago, like the old man doesn't just wanna go away quietly. <laughs> it does not just gonna surrender, wave the white flag say, oh, you're saved now. So I'm just gonna go, <laughs> I'm just gonna go over here. No, 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 no. The word tells us, (laughs) the word tells us in Galatians that there's, they're, they're in opposition one of the other. And some days we have a good spirit walking day. Some days (laughs) we have our flesh wins. And so we have to know when these things are difficult for us we have to be able to know when we need to call on the on the lord for the help that we need he's a very present help in a time of trouble that's what the word tells us so we know that in trouble it could be just something as small as how you respond in a situation because there's a way that your old man won't handle the situation and there's a way that your new man needs to handle the situation right especially if you're you know living and walking in the spirit, that there's a way that we're supposed to conduct ourselves. There's a way that we're supposed to be living and doing things that we're supposed to be doing. That old man represents the alter ego. <laughs> that pseudo life, your fake, the fake life, the life that you had before, which is not really who we are, but it's the one that we come into the earth knowing so we think that's who we are but the works of the flesh and the flesh and the old man that is not who you are that is not who i am right we have to keep this under subjection and how do we do that (laughs) verse 23 be renewed in the spirit of your mind renewed means to renovate to reform our th- mind has to be reformed. This is where I was kind of getting ahead of myself, but now I'm here, right? Because regeneration happens with our spirit. We, it, regeneration is instant when it comes to the saving, uh, when, we, when we get saved, right? But then it's our soul <laughs> that has to be processed, that the man of God was talking about, I wanna say maybe a month ago, three or four Sundays ago. Pastor Ivan was talking about our soul being processed, right? And the parts of our soul, what are they? They are our will, right? What we want. We are very in tune with what we want. <laughs> we were very in tune. we can be very in tune with what our flesh wants. what our what we want the desires that we have. Very in tune, right? And also the, the so it's the will, and then it's the intellect, which is our minds, right? How, and what happens in our minds, the battlefield, Joyce Meyer had a book, it's called The Battlefield of the Mind. So this is where this contention is taking place. This is where this fight between the flesh and the spirit are taking place. It's taking place in our minds, right? Because it is where the battle, between old and new, old man, new man, is this where the stage is set for this, this battle, right? That's why our mind has to be renovated, it has to be reformed, it has to be changed. We have to think differently, process things differently because our minds is where we make decisions. Our mind is where our, our opinions are formed. Our minds are where we think, our thoughts are housed in our minds where our misconceptions are born, our false perceptions, our fantasies, and the such; these things are housed in our minds. It's where they live. So that's why our mind has to be renewed, because even though we have, rec- and that's that, that's that, that's that issue, right? That's that fight between the old and new. That's that old versus new, because. It says that any man be in Christ. If you're in Christ, these are the things that you're allowing to take place. So you get saved, but there's, you have to be in him in order for your mind to be renewed because we cannot renew our own minds. (laughs) We cannot, it's not possible. It takes Christ to be able to renew our minds. An example of what that, of trying to do that without him. is like taking a person you take uh, the saying, you can take a person out of the hood, but you can't take the hood out the person, or you can take a person out of an environment, but you can't take the effects of the environment out of that person immediately. It takes work, right? It takes work for that change to take place. And so like I say, you can move a person, and they can live in a totally different place, but if they've lived a certain way, if they've thought a certain way, if they have behaved a certain way, talked a certain way, then that is going to take longer than just taking them and moving them somewhere. So us being saved, it's, not, it's a good thing, right? Because we're now in position to be renewed in our minds. <laughs> to have our minds to be changed, to change the way that we make our decisions because we were made just off the cuff, just making decisions based upon how we felt, you know? And so you can't always, when you're aspiring to live and walk in the spirit, you cannot (laughs) just make a decision based on how you feel. It's not wise. (laughs) It is not wise. You have all types of ramifications, all types of consequences, so we have to even in our decisions, we have to allow God to help us with our decision making. We don't make good decisions. <laughs> I know that sounds sounds tough, right? Me in and of myself, I don't make good, I struggle with making decisions, period. <laughs> it's very like, it's, I struggle with that. So in order to be able to make a decision and to make the right decision, it takes God. The word of God tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding. Our own understanding is the old man understanding. Lean not to our own understanding and all of our ways acknowledge him, that he will direct our paths. He will tell us what to do. He will tell us what we need to think, how we need to think. Because like I said, our opinions are housed in the mind. And we have a lot. (laughs) Woo, we have a lot of opinions, right? About different things that are not even happening in our own life. Things that are happening in other people's lives. How we feel about that, how he should, he should, he shouldn't, she should, she shouldn't. (laughs) Yes, we have a way that we feel about a thing but even that cannot be what governs us how we feel about something how we, our opinion how we the thought processes and that we align ourselves with and ascribe to we can't even be governed by that we can't be governed by how how we would think about something or how we would do something in the midst of a situation we can't we have to allow god to help us with our thoughts and that is one of the main things that the enemy will hit. Those are those darts that come, they come at the mind. They're coming They are zing in there. You're like, wait a minute, where did this thought come from? Why am I thinking that? Do you ask yourself that throughout the course of the day? Like, wait a minute, where did that come from? Or do you just go with the thought that you have? <laughs> These are the, the itty bitty nuances, the itty bitty things that we have to, that make up this fight each day, this daily warring, this daily fighting between old versus new. Our miscon- there's some misconceptions that have taken place based on who raised you, right? Based on who told you what was right and not right. I was just talking about that actually here in the office. <laughs> As I prepared to be able to give the word of God, how my nephew, <clears throat> has, there's some misconceptions starting to take place in his little mind and in his little life because of the way that my brother is thinking, right? We both grew up the same. We both grew up in a Christian household, knowing, you know, who God is, who Christ is, maybe not the fullness, right? Because we grew up in a Baptist church and none of that (laughs) was a part of that but me being able to get be an adult become an adult and be saved I know what the fullness of God is now so I'm able to have more of a success with living this life but we've seen my brother and I we've seen the carnal Christian raise us (laughs) cuss us out and tell us to get ready to go to church we've seen that we lived that right and so I had, we have different experiences. I was able to thank God, become a part of the ministry to where I'm able to understand that it takes a God, it takes Christ, it takes the Holy Spirit for my mind to be renewed, for me not to just go with what I'm thinking, (laughs) right? But unfortunately my brother did not have that same, you know, experience, even though he did, know end up joining a church and things like that there were just some things that he just began to really get off track in his thinking and he unfortunately is no longer a christian and so he is teaching these things to his children and there's just some misconceptions that that we're noticing, right? That I'm noticing, that my mother is noticing about the about the children and about the way that they are thinking and the way that they are processing life because of the misconceptions that are being taught to them by their parents. And so these are the things that come in, that these are the things that, you know, we learn, right, as children. Like there's some misconceptions that were birthing us as children just because of the way that like I said, who raised us, <laughs> how they conducted themselves, what they did, what they didn't do. And there's fault, the false perceptions, things that we've been through in life, you know, the different traumas that we may have faced and experienced begin to shape and alter our conceptions and perceptions. And it really truly impacts our ability to think, our ability to relate, and our ability to be able to function normally right so (laughs) it takes being renewed in this place all of these things take place in our minds our minds are very powerful things um even outside of christendom right people in order for you to be a millionaire in order for you to be help have this self-help and do all these things that people are telling you that you can do it's they're they're starting talking about your thinking they're starting talking about your mind you can't get away from it we can't get away from our mind having to be renewed, whether you're in pursuit of billions and millions and a whole other thing. But whether you're trying to change your life and you're not necessarily trying to allow God to change your life. If there's a change that's going to take place, it's going to have to take place in your thinking first, in your mind first. And so that is what this is saying it says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Our mind has to be altered our mind has to be changed we cannot carry over old man thinking in our new man life right because i talk about have talked about that in previous times that i've spoken that the old man pops up in our new man life and you're like wait a minute where did you come from what are you doing you're trying to even know you're supposed to be subject how are you how are you (laughs) how are you trying to operate right now cuz it does it there's like the the, the the it talks about it the word talks about this striving this con this lying opposite the one of the other and it's going on all day every day <laughs> all day every day right so you conquered your flesh today awesome we're going to do it again tomorrow <laughs> it's it's what we it's what this until we leave this body until we leave this life that is what this is it's an old versus new and we have to continue to bring these things make these, bring these things subject to bring our soul subject that will our intellect which is our mind and then how we think and our emotions which is the other part of our soul is how we feel right we cannot be governed by how we feel we have to let that be processed, how we feel about a thing. And those things can be very strong. Feelings are one of the strongest things I think we experience and deal with as human beings. <laughs> it took me such a long time as a Christian to not be governed by my emotions. <sighs> that is a whole another subject that is a whole another Sunday that is a whole another word right but it really took it takes bringing those feelings subject and it's not that we're not going to ex- there is like okay you're experience something you're going to feel something right it's it's an, it's like almost like a natural reaction to a thing but you cannot let that be what makes takes what takes over you and try and allow you begin to make decisions from this place. We have to be able to bring our feelings, our emotions, our heart subject, right? To the new man ways to walking in the spirit and our character is another construct of the soul is our character, who we are right who we are and in verse 24 it says that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness so that those words to put put on means it's almost like to sink into a garment like you're sinking into the new man like you're becoming one, you're melting and meshing (laughs) into the new man, which after God is created in righteousness, and true holiness, it's after God. We're going after him. We're going after this life, after this way. You say that you took took part in the divine exchange. Okay, let's see it. let's see it let's see the evidence of it with you bringing your soul your flesh subject with you walking living in the spirit no longer pursuing the old man ways but being after god following after him coming after him following and seeking what he wants you to do seeking the will of god and we know part of the will of god is for us to be that new creature We have been made new. We are supposed to experience that newness each day and putting this flesh to death each day. It is a work. It is work. Yes. We cannot get weary in this well doing. We need we need the strength of God. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in order to be able to help us to do this each day, because every day you you don't always feel like it. You have to make a conscious decision, a conscious choice, just like you have to make a conscious choice to love a person in your life. Like love is just not based on how you feel. Love is a choice. And so this is a, this life is a choice, but we need to be actively choosing it. God wants us to actively choose this life each day. And sometimes it's a moment to moment throughout the day. <laughs> but he's looking for that effort from us, right? He's there with us, he's gonna meet us, he's gonna support us, he's gonna help us, but he's looking for that effort. We have to make that effort, right? To put on the new man, to sink into this new life Right, which after God is created in righteousness, we're created in righteousness. The new man is created in righteousness that those right things, those things that we know to do that are right now, based on the fact that we know them, which are those fruits of the spirit, those things that we know that are right to do. We should be in pursuit of those things. We should be in pursuit of love and joy and peace and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. We are in pursuit of those things, the right things. And true holiness, true holiness, right? Not the denomination, not the way you dress, not how long your dress is, right? Right? not how much of yourself you can cover up. We're not talking about that kind of holiness, right? We're talking about the inward change, that true holiness, the being holy because he is holy, the demand that he puts on us. There's a demand that is put on us to be holy because he is holy, right? So we. how do you do that? How do I do that? You put the old man to death each day right and you put on you put off you put off the old man and you put on intentionally purposefully put on (laughs) the new man okay that is how we do this this is how this goes this is how god this is how it's intended and designed to work we're in partnership with God in this. He knew that we needed him in order to be able to do it. That's why he sent Christ. We can't do it by ourselves or it would already be done. It takes a relationship. It takes that partnership. It takes that, you know, the denial of yourself, that acknowledging him, not leaning to your own understanding, acknowledging him. It takes that in order to be able to do this, to walk to live in the Spirit. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. That is all that I have on this glorious Sunday morning. Thanks for tuning in and please make sure to visit us at churchofphila.com for more podcasts and ways to connect with us on social, to like, subscribe, follow, and share content as it comes along. Special thanks to those who give in so many ways to this ministry. We could not do any of this without you. And if you want to give or be a part, visit churchofphila.com forward slash give for more information. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.